I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Jazz, and welcome back to Mix Talk. Oh my god, it has been so long since I've seen you. <laughs> I feel like I saw you yesterday at the same time I feel like I saw you last year. Literally so long. It's almost three weeks, I want to say. No, it can't be. It can't be. I think it's two weeks. a little bit over two weeks yeah. because this episode is coming out on Monday and best believe <laughs> it's a Thursday and it's going to be interesting. Anyway. This is going to be very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but how have you been? What have you been up to? I uh, what I've been up to. So um, I'm going to start off with I finally got my new headphones. I know that this is nothing really that has been up and about on the podcast but it's been a really mainstream thing in my life because I lost my headphones in November which is quite a while now so I have two headphones I have my first ever wireless headphones that I bought in like 2018 2017 um so they're they're getting old, outdated, their battery life is just not there. And it's just, it's it's a hustle with them. So I got new headphones about like 2020 and they're also getting, they were also getting old. So it was time to get a new one because technology keeps on, it keeps on getting weak. Uh, anyways, a long story short, I lost them on a trip to Sweden. And ever since then, I've been using my 2017, 2018 ones. And I cannot speak on the phone. I cannot run without them popping off my ears. I cannot have them on. I cannot like move my head too much before them popping off. It was just a hustle. And I forgot, I was like, okay, you know what? Next time I get my paycheck, I'm gonna do it because I do not want to go into my savings. Like that's the last solution. So I was like, I'm gonna wait for my savings. And yesterday I forgot my headphones. Oh no. And I was going to the gym and oh my God, the longest day, the longest day at work yesterday, no headphones. How am I supposed to work? People are chatting all day. Not as if it's a bad thing because I chat all day as well. But like, I was like, I need, because um, I was doing a LinkedIn, a LinkedIn post and I had to structure my like writing so it actually sounds professional and not as if like a teen just texted it out on their phone. And everyone was talking and I was like, I need my headphones because I can't. I'm a nosy person. I want to know what you're talking about. But right now I need to like get five minutes in. Just five. That's all I'm asking. So yeah, I tipped into my savings and I was like, get new headphones. And I'm in love with them. Why not? I went to the gym. I was running like no one's business. And it was just, oh, they did not fall off once. And I've been having phone calls on them and people have been actually hearing what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm sorry, you sound far away. You sound static. So invest in new headphones. If you do not like them, just invest them. It is a game changer. Um, okay, so that was a little commercial <laughs> for headphones. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so long story short, I started an eight-week lifting challenge. Very exciting stuff. I started a bit late, later than I thought because my knee got fucked up. And then I, I've just started building it slowly. So it's like this lifting four times a week kind of thing and then cardio once a week. But best believe I fucked up my knee yesterday again. So I am very excited. I was I was I was in the gym earlier today, uh, right before this recording, and it was fine because it was upper body. 
but I am very excited to see on Monday if I get to do my squat without just collapsing. So stay tuned for that. But it was good. I feel like an eight week challenge will really help me like go back, go to the gym when everyone is in the gym. Cause it's just like this January, February period where everyone's like, I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna be healthy. And I'm like, I don't wanna go to the gym cause there are too many people are there and they don't know what, like they're gym courtesies. You need to wipe down your stuff. You need to put your weights back in place. Do not put a 10 kg dumbbell in a 20 kg dumbbell spot. But it's just messy and that really annoys me. And just the motivation to go to the gym after being at work is just, so I feel like an eight week challenge is really good because like by the time I'm done and I know this sounds mean, please prove me wrong. People stop going and it starts getting nicer and airier and just oh, amazing. I'm excited. Uh, went to a gala premiere. Oh my God, I want to kill myself. Oh, okay. So it was amazing. It was actually really good because it was a one of my childhood gala premieres. So there was this movie very oh what what is that what is that white chicks it's very oh. close to white chicks but they're not cops yeah. they're just men in drag and then just doing really random dumb shit <laughs> anyways the first movie came out when i was like 12 13 years old and the second movie came out what well, was coming out on friday by the gala premiere was yesterday and i was on it i was like get me on the list uh, happily i knew like the marketing person there so i was like oh my god yes get give me on the list so i got on the list it was really fun really dumb i loved every single minute of it i am going to copenhagen tomorrow Ooh. this is why editing this is going to be very interesting because i'm going to a lizzo concert <gasps> on saturday oh my god I'm so that's so exciting i'm so excited I haven't been to a concert for so long, like a big A-list concert. I've been to like a lot of like maybe B-list or A-list, like Norwegian A-list, but like a concert for Lizzo performance. Oh, it's been a while. I'm so excited. So yeah. And other than that, I've been just going to museums, watching a little bit of theatre. Oh, that's yeah, cute. Cultural. Sounds very cultural. That has been my two, half, two, two to three weeks. A lot has happened. I don't really know what happened, but a lot has happened. It's exciting, <laughs> though. Um, what has happened? So, I've been really busy, especially in the weekend. So, I think, like, a couple weeks ago, it was Sam's mum's 50th birthday. So, that was really cute. And, yeah, it was really nice. Like, I haven't... I haven't dressed up in so long even though we're out of uni and we're out of covid all that I just even when I go out I don't dress up in like a fancy dress and heels anymore so I was like yay an excuse and it was actually really nice I managed to get some cute pictures with Sam and Liv so that was really fun I feel like I haven't got those in ages and you have to take those opportunities I just know in like birthday situations or special occasions and I think I'm gonna take pictures I never do like six year anniversary I was like yeah we're gonna get such cute photos this year <laughs> um no we got none we got like really bad selfies when we're drunk so they're never gonna be seen by anybody <laughs> I want to see them, Send them over to me. Oh, I mean they're not terrible but they're not insta worthy so <laughs> they're not instagram worthy I get that I get that yeah but that was really cute. 
and I bought her so a hotel chocolat you do you have hotel chocolat in Norway it's like it's a shop for chocolate it's just a chocolate shop but it's called hotel chocolat (laughs) but anyway and we do have chocolate, yeah. chocolate shops. I just think that. <laughs> anyway, it's just a chocolate shop and there's loads dotted around London and they got out this thing called a Velvetizer, which is just a hot chocolate machine. And I really wanted it, but I don't have an excuse for it myself. But then <laughs> since Sam's mum's not drinking anymore, I thought, what a perfect gift. Is she not drinking? Like, is she like... Oh, yeah. She didn't drink over Christmas. And she didn't drink on her 50th birthday. Everybody else was drinking. I was smashed. Like... (laughs) As you should. But, I mean, well done. Like, that is... Was it just, like, one day she was like, I'm not going to drink anymore? Yeah, it it was just before Christmas. She she wanted to get fitter. And she was like, do you know what? I might have a sober Christmas this year. I kind of want to enjoy it. And... You know, like I said, she was trying to get fitter. So she just thought, yeah, I'll do it. And then after that, she had to do a bleep test for work. And she was still like, do you know what? I want to stay sober and see how long I can do it for. And she said she's not putting pressure on herself because she, she's not thinking, oh, I've got to not have a drink. But because she's not putting the pressure on herself, she doesn't feel the need to drink. And she's got through big social situations without drinking. So she feels like, well, if I can do that, then there's no need. Also, she's the type of person, she said she's the type of person to drink a lot by herself. So she'd rather not do that. I mean, it's, I think it's so good. I definitely couldn't do it. I love my little glass of wine in the evening. Literally talking about a glass of wine like 10 minutes before we started recording. Like, should I get one for the recording? I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill it out. I'm gonna chill it out. Fair enough. But yeah. Well done. I feel like that takes a lot of gut to say. But also I feel like, cause she's not putting pressure on it herself. She's not constantly thinking about it. Cause this is not the same at all. But on the 13th of February, I was like, I need, cause my sister's getting married in May like mid of mid May no end of May actually so I was like I'm gonna eat clean I'm gonna focus on like my gym work like that this was the 13th of Feb I don't know what I was thinking 14th of Feb Simon came up with like the biggest teddy bear chocolate and I've been eating that since then went to the cinemas on the 15th obviously had to get candy for that that was my dinner because I forgot to buy dinner that day. So I ran on Prosecco and chocolate. And today I rolled up to work and people were bringing like baked goods. Oh. And obviously like, once once you've said you're going to eat clean and you're going to be strict with yourself. I know. Shit happens. Yeah. People like saying like, okay, I'm going to see how it works. Don't put pressure on it. And to see how it goes. I feel like that's... It's so much better. But yeah, so she's doing really well. And then I'll just quickly go for it. But I had my dad's birthday last weekend. So that was really cute. We went to this... It was like this... We went to a performance, but it was on a train. And it was like a murder mystery on a train. But you get a three-course meal with it as well. So that it was really cute. So you're eating dinner while watching theatre on a train. <laughs> I just loved it. It was so good. I'm not on a 
good. Yeah, it was really fun. And like, it was kind of pantomime vibe. So it was really like comedy and really enjoyed it. Um, and then obviously we spoke about what we was going to do for Valentine's Day. Yes. Oh my God. Tell me about Valentine's Day. Love is dead. Love is dead. <laughs> I'm being dramatic, but Sam left me to, um, not actually left me. Like he didn't break up with me, <laughs> but he went back, he went away for work on Monday. So no Valentine's for Jazz. Yeah, I was really sad. And it's only a week, so he'll be back Saturday. But I was like, oh, like the one week. For all the weeks you can go off. Yeah, and he, he even was, he even texted me and was like, please don't be mad. Please don't kill me. And I was like, what? <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> he was like, I'm not going to be here for Valentine's. I'm, <gasps> I'm, in, I'm away. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean oh, I, fuck. I don't really celebrate Valentine's anyway but we decided we'd celebrate it this year so we just we did went it. through it oh wow yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry that was a low blow I'm sure like he didn't have a lot to say in that case but still I felt that in my heart I really did yeah it's fine he'll just have to make it up another day it's fine roses and chocolate <laughs> and prosecco I'm excited for you Sam, if you're listening, take notes. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that's my week, my two weeks in a nutshell. Obviously, a mm. lot of shit happens, but. Alright, so this week's episode, I, I keep on saying this week's episode as if we have a weekly show. This episode is all about. Uh, what is it called? Duty sex. I don't know why I forgot that. That just left my mind. But <laughs> duty sex. So I was. So the story behind this is not really a juicy story, to be honest, and it's not really personal either. But we were at work. When I say we, I mean me. I was at work and we were just, you know, like office chatter. And as I've said like previously in my podcast, we're very in team close team so I really like they're very open and everything so we just started talking about like duty sex and I was like what is going on keep in mind like I've been together with Simon for about four and a half years going on and I I felt like I feel like four and a half years is quite strong for a 23 year old okay I was like what are you on about I've been together with my man for so long and they're like listen we've been together for like 15 20 25 years give it time and then we started like going in and be like oh duty sex is like you feel like you have to have sex it's like a to-do thing like you have a list you have to wash the clothes the laundry fold the laundry unload the dishwasher have sex and I'm like what is going on on and that's where I wanted to go into a little deep dive and see um if am I the only one who was scratching my head within this conversation or is this something that people actually talk about so I dm'd jazz and I was like I want to talk about duty sex and what was your reaction jazz okay so (laughs) maybe you're right maybe it is our age and I thought well you know I've been with Sam for ages but my reaction was what the fuck is that? Like, what, what is duty sex? Like, I've never heard of it. And I was like, yeah, I'm happy to do it, but I actually 
don't know what it is. Um, I thought it was kind of some fetish or I don't know. And then when you explained it, like, oh, you feel like you have to do it, like it's your duty. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I was thinking, what's happened? I honestly thought that Simon <laughs> had annoyed you or something. And I was like, oh, God, is this going to be a rant about how Simon's not doing it <laughs> anymore? <laughs> and I was like, are you okay? It was fine. She literally was like, Babes, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Just chatting. Just curious. At work. <laughs> so that yeah. So that when you me. said, oh, I was just chatting to people at work, I was like, oh, thank God. But even now, like, now you've said, I'm so confused. I'm glad. I thought you were going to say that you were having duty sex. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a really awkward episode because I don't think I feel that. <laughs> Okay, um, just to be like, clear, there are some times where I'm gonna explain, uh, I'm gonna ex- go deeper into this explanation, but sometimes I feel like I'm a touchy person. So sometimes I'm not even like thinking about it. I'm op- occupied. I'll be playing my little Animal Crossing, happy go lucky, and then Simon will be like, mm, "Hello, what are you, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know. Just leave me alone." Well, not like that, but like just not in the mood but he is and then he like starts like i don't know kissing me touching me and i was like oh okay i get this let's go i'm in it it's not like i feel like i have to but it's more like when he starts like touching on like physical physical touch i was like okay sure so i kind of do get where if that physical touch has been like okay let's just do it again let's get it over with yeah no actually now you say it like that I kind of get what you mean there are times when it's just not in my thought process I'm just not really not that I'm not in the mood but I'm not in the mood if that makes Mm. sense I just don't really think about it and if I went the whole day of not having it I wouldn't be that fast but if it's like offered I'm not gonna say no most of the time like (laughs) if you know what I mean and I think you're right I'm quite a touchy person as well with the right people um yeah I'm huggy with certain people or touchy with certain people and I do feel like with Sam I am Sam I am (laughs) (laughs) Sam I am (laughs) a few moments later with Samuel I am (laughs) (laughs) that is not better that is anyway yeah but I agree like when somebody is like kissing you and in the mood it makes me in the mood but I'm not looking forward to the 15 years if you gotta wait that long to feel it okay so let us let's start from the beginning rewind it all the way back to the first days so I am very happy but sometimes you know when you think about when you met your significant other and it was always the first it was the first kiss the first date the first time doing it the first like everything was like first fresh new butterflies in your stomach and you just feel like a little bit gittery it's like very like I don't know what's gonna happen this is very exciting that is never gonna happen again well that's what I believe I feel like I will never have that oh my god this is the first time 
even though I do still be like, I'm very, I'm very excited when I see uh, Simon after a long, <laughs> after a long time, and but it's still not the same of like, oh my god, I'm gonna see him. I haven't seen him for like a week. I'm so excited. You know what I mean? Um, and it's because everything is fun. And when you first fall in love, your body is in a is in an imbalance. I feel like everyone knows this oxytocin or most people know this and if you don't that's fine but anyways oxytocin dopamine and serotonin are often referred to as our happy hormones when you're attracted to another person your brain releases dopamine your serotonin levels increase and oxytocin is produced this causes you to feel a surge of positive emotions oxytocin is tied to more than just new love it's also released during sex sexual activity and linked to the intensity of orgasms i am not a trained professional but as i have read up in different articles oxytocin levels are measured by blood sample because i was like how do you love how do you measure hormones because that was a very foreign for it because like how yeah. do you know that my hormones are have more oxytocin or have more dopamine in myself or whatever so yeah it's blood it's blood sample there are different ways of getting them and different ways of like doing it i really didn't understand that part that's fair i'm not a trained professional but i've understood that it you, it's all in your blood it is something that physically changes in your body which is very fascinating so like the first times that you like touch the first time you kissed something happened in your body and just changed and that's why you're all like oh my god I want to I want to fuck this guy every day like five times a day let's go <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah but all of this fades away in a long-term relationship and it doesn't all fade away as I feel like we've discussed in the beginning like me and Jazz it's not like we do we feel like we have a duty to have sex but it's more of like I personally don't feel like, oh my God, I'm ready for five times a day for the next month. That was like, okay, let's let's be a little bit more realistic. And also this comes in real life. Cause like, you know, when in the beginning, it's all about the other person. It's all about my world revolves about you. Well, when you start getting intertwined, you start getting reality you have work or you have children you have family you have other friends you have like other duty like other things you need to do in your life it's not only about that person so that's why it also kind of balances out when reality hits you after like the pre-honeymoon phase i guess and that's where duty sex comes in so if you get preoccupied in the other parts of your life you will start getting a little bit too tired to be like, oh, this is, I have to do this because you have to go to work, you go to the gym, you do the laundry again, you wash the house, you wash the dishes, you cook. What energy do you have left? And like, oh, if we haven't had sex for like a month, okay, let's go, let's do it, let's get on. And it just kind of fades out like that. And that is what I've been reading and understanding from different articles and like people kind of explaining their experiences with duty sex i do not know what you think about the handful of information that i just gave out (laughs) 
No, actually, that's really interesting now that you put it like that. I think it sounds a lot, a lot better than actually what it is. So the, um, when I was looking it up, the definition that I got is a lot, not scarier, but a lot more negative about what duty sex is. And it's kind of like, oh, well, you don't love them anymore. You shouldn't be doing that kind of thing. I'll read it. It doesn't say that in a exact say, but it says duty sex is when in when sex shifts from an enjoyable expression of <laughs> I'm sorry but the way it's okay anyway shifts from an enjoyable expression of play connection and intimacy to a divisive issue that creates dread and turns sex into a duty undertaken as an obligation or to avoid guilt so that's very serious so when I first read that I thought oh wow like what like oh you feel like it's an obligation like you dread it like that seems really over the top and it's saying it's kind of about like you should and when I was looking it up it was coming about like wife shouldn't feel like it's their duty like the husband it's not your duty blah 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 but when you say it like that it makes more sense in like modern terms because I don't think men, or I don't think most men would pressurise their wife and saying, oh, well, it's your duty to give me sex. I don't think it's actually like that. Whereas, so like your, your version makes a lot more sense. I do think, you know, I mean, right now, all that I have going is my job. And that's probably the most stressful thing in my life. So that's probably why I am interested and don't feel that duty whereas if you have like you said a house a mortgage kids you've just come home from work you're trying to keep up your um exercise you're gonna feel tired and sex probably does come at the bottom of the list and you're like oh I guess we haven't done it in a while so maybe we should like I could see how it becomes a duty but I agree. I don't think it necessarily means you don't love one another or feel attracted to someone. It's just other priorities come first, maybe. No, yeah, I I absolutely get. I did not get your version until you start explaining it in your own words because I was like, I feel like that's where I just explained. But when you started like explaining it, I was like, oh, that is not what I said. And no, it makes sense because um in okay, so I was reading an article or a blog, I might add, from Michelle May's blog. Uh, Michelle Mays is a licensed professional counsellor and expert in treating sexual betrayal and trauma. So in this article, she started talking about duty sex and she explained that duty sex is when sexual interactions shift from an enjoyable expression of play, connection, intimacy and or togetherness to a device issue that creates dread and turns sex into a duty undertaken as an obligation to avoid feelings of guilt or obligation. Typically, this dynamic evolves when one partner desires or pursues sex more frequently than the other. The lower desired partner can begin to react to this sense of pressure resulting from them being pressured by losing their connection to their own sexual desire and instead becoming preoccupied with 
and reactive to the pursuing partner's sexual desire so it's more of you maybe feel you're too preoccupied preoccupied in your life and you feel like your other partner is really like a high sex drive and they need more sex in their daily life or you could operate with less and that's when you're like oh okay so yeah I feel like yeah it's a, it's oh, a weird one yeah I guess that I don't know I kind of like I mean I guess it happens to everyone but everybody and I'm Mm. sure it's happened to me a couple times I guess like not like properly but an example is sometimes I don't feel like I 100% like sometimes I'm not in the mood like you just are tired um but I don't know if this is weird but sometimes I think oh maybe I'll have sex because I'll know I'll regret it later like I'll be like oh damn why didn't I have it (laughs) I don't know if that's just me so like for example I was really tired on Sunday um because we'd gone out on Saturday and then we had family over on Sunday and I was cooking and stuff so I wasn't like interested I was just really tired and wanted to go to bed now I've had this whole week to myself I'm like why did I do that why did I do that and it's also, it sounds very weird because it's a, it's a very grey line in relationships. This is a little trigger warning. Um, but you could also get raped in a relationship when you really don't want it and the other person forces sexual intercourse upon you. That is sexual rape. Mm. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So I feel like that's a very grey area when I'm like, sometimes I'm just not in the mood until someone's on top of me. I feel yeah. like that is sending out the wrong image. But I'm like, I'm very tired. I've had a full day. As you said, you went out Saturday. You were cooking. You were with family all Sunday. The last thing you want is just just doing it. But when it starts happening and when we're like all up in, in the emotions that are happening, then you're like, oh, I had a little bit more energy than I thought. Yeah. And I feel like that's where the grey area is. I think it is. I think for me, it would be like if I think it would turn into something more serious if you was like, no, like I really like get off me. Like, I really I told you I'm not in the mood. And then they just ignore you. Like if you're like, no, I'm being serious. I think if like they try and this is gonna sound so, if they try to move to you and, you know, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can be bothered. I guess it is kind of too sex, but you go with it and then you're like actually no like I'm down then yeah I think I get what you mean it's a great area but I think in my head it is if it's fully like no just get off me come on now kind of thing and they're ignoring you I mean the great area is very dark there's a line there but it's more of like oh I'm tired like I'm really not down oh never mind I am I am too get off me I'm just not in the mood like don't touch me get yeah I feel like there's I I, I understand what you're saying but I still feel like that gray area is a very it is it's a it dark gray is. but it's more like what is playful like oh no I'm tired not today and then kind of like changing the mood or like just getting into be like okay let's see where this ends to oh, you know what I mean I don't know mm. it's a very I don't know either. 
I guess it's I guess it's whatever you draw the line in your head I think and I think that's why it makes it so difficult in court cases unfortunately because at the end of the day it's it is going to be a little bit subjective and then I guess that kind of leads on a little bit to in a way I think uh, a couple of articles that I quickly skimmed just kind of looked at how and this was like the more serious side it was whether it wasn't saying that duty sex was rape as such but it was kind of like you know if you're not in the mood why should you feel the need to do it like oh is it just to it it was saying it's just to satisfy your partner in a way and it's like whether you should do that or not because are you I don't know satisfying yourself I think when you look at it the way that you first said kind of you know you are tired and you're like we should just do it anyway I think I don't know I don't think it's that bad I think it's a little bit sad like not looking forward to it it's it's a very interesting topic though I'm glad you brought it up (laughs) yeah I've kind of got into this little bunny hole not bunny hole rabbit hole there we go because I definitely agree with you because it's also kind of a gray area why should you feel forced to have sex with someone else but in my understanding it's more of like you it's not that you don't love the person you don't want to be with that person it's not like you do not not want to have sex you just you just feel as if they would they want sex more than you do and Mm. it's kind of a give and take like sometimes a quickie or like sometimes Simon will drive me even if he doesn't want to drive me you know like if I am going to catch a plane at 5 a.m it's not as if he's jumping for joy um to drive me to the airport at like 3 a.m to catch my 5 a.m flight but he still does it because it's kind of like his affection to me and I'm not saying that (laughs) that I give back in sex but it's like okay maybe I'm not in the mood but I know he'll enjoy it and I'm doing this for him but it's also a gray area of why should you be doing that for him and sex is so much more intimate than driving someone to an airport but I feel like it's how you define it and how you see it because sometimes I'm just tired but then again going back to all the things that we've been saying it's like sometimes I just get in the mood just but yeah, I actually really like that analogy because you say that, oh, obviously I get that it's more intimate and there's a lot more meaning that's held in having sex. But at the same time, I feel like it's very close to I'd like going to see your partner's family and mm. not being in the mood because it does like wipe you out. At the end of the day, I do think sometimes... I think especially for maybe not for me with Sam's side but I'm sure for Sam on my side like we're very loud and big family and we have like big family occasions at the end of the day you're doing it because you love your partner not necessarily that you love their family like I'm sure you love their family but do you know what I mean and sometimes you're not in the mood but you do it because you love them so I kind of get it in that sense (laughs) it's a weird one and I also uh, I'm saying this I haven't experienced it but in my understanding and like me trying to put myself in there is what I've kind of Mm. understood by that but some people have like different analogies 
and also just going to back back to what I was talking about um responsive desires or like getting in the mood when someone is touching you so I this is a little um, article that I read and just remember that we're all different some people will randomly have the desire to get it on the at the randomest time a dirty thought just entered their mind Uh, This is the thought known as spontaneous desire. Some are different. Some need to be kissed, touched to turn them on. Um, This is something called responsive desire. Just because they don't have the desire to spontaneously have sex during the day doesn't mean that they don't want to have sex once it's happening. And if you're a spontaneous type, if you're like me and you're like, what? you kind of understand what you're saying, but Mm. if you're a spontaneous type, you feel the mental desire first, then the physical arouse second. So it's more of like, oh yes, let's do this. And um, Emily Nagoski, Nagoski, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right, is an Amer- American sex educator and researcher. And she notes that 75% of men experience sp- spontaneous desire as well as 15% of women. So it's about like tripled for men while yes, women are crazy. kind of just chilling but I kind of also see that because I re- as we've been talking through this episode like even when you're like talking like I'm a very touchy kissy kind of person and so am I while Simon could be like okay and I'm like what do you mean okay let's do it just, sometimes I'm like what is all going on with you and then he like touches me and I'm like oh I understand what's going on with you so it's like I feel like it's also duty sex and and going back to what you were thinking at the beginning of the conversation where you were like, you feel like someone is obligated to have sex with someone mm. else. I feel like when we split the genders um, into two, like obviously there are more than that, more genders than that, but just clinically speaking into this part of my segment, women and men were wired different. And just reflecting on how I'm like, oh, I'm very touchy. I'm part of the, what's 15 minus 185? There we go, quick maths. I'm part (laughs) of the 85% of women who feel the responsive desire more than the spontaneous desire. Even though sometimes I could go back to the 15% because sometimes I'll just be, a dirty thought will just come into my mind and be like, oh, I want to do that. But it's, it's a mixture and I feel like that's where people go into the duty sex. Yeah, for me, I think I would be more responsive. But there are times when I do think I feel that spontaneity of like, yeah, let's let's do it. But weirdly, it'll be like when I'm by myself at a random yeah. point in time. It's like, now's not the time, Jazz. Like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> you, I swear, I could be minding my business in a library and I'd be like, this is a good idea look around and I'm like okay cool what now yeah what now I guess it's harder for guys though because you gotta hide like a little little boner down there there. (laughs) that is true like you can just keep on going through your day and you just you don't really need to sit down to cool off no you you're just happy that "Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) not that down (laughs) But yeah, so that is our little chat for duty sex. There we go. Yeah. Is this a nice time to round up? Do you have anything more in your heart to say? Yeah, I would just like to say that it makes me think 
about obviously both Ollie and I have been in long-term relationships but obviously they clearly are not that long <laughs> I always thought that oh my god I've been with Sam for so long but um but clearly it's actually nothing it's just child's play <laughs> um which makes me kind of excited for the future not not to be have due to sex you know I'm not excited to find out what that feels like <laughs> um but I'm just it makes me feel like oh okay like we've still got a lot of like romance to get through before we get there so that's nice <laughs> that is the best and wholesomest ending I have ever heard both recording and just my heart just melted that's cute <laughs> thanks so if you enjoyed our episode or you know feel the same way as us or maybe you're going through duty sex it's fine mm, please dm us at mixed talk 99 or if you're old school send us a little email on mixed talk 99 at gmail.com i love the dot com <laughs> yes honeys remember to take care of one another and we will speak real real soon